0: Mark chapter 7 verse 34 reads And looking up to heaven he sighed and said unto him Ephatha that is be open.'" and we we'll take that Aramaic word as our title Ephatha Ephatha be open." I say it's an Aramaic word that was the variation on the Hebrew language that was spoken in New Testament times this miracle is recorded only by Mark though Matthew makes uh, a general reference uh, to the miracles wrought at this time and place in Matthew 15 and verse 29 and Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the lame to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel, but under the direction of the Spirit of God, Mark Uh, gives us this one miracle in detail and uh, let us learn from this account firstly the Lord's sovereign good pleasure the Lord's sovereign good pleasure they come to him we read in verse 32 they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech and they beseech him to put his hand upon him They beseech him that that he put his hand upon him. They specify the way when they should have simply sought what they stood in need of. They don't simply ask that this man be healed, but rather that he put his hand upon him to heal him. They assume that because the Lord Jesus had wrought miracles in this manner, on other occasions that he must do it in this way on this occasion but their assumption was wrong the Lord did it his way verse 33 and he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears and he spit and touched his tongue no doubt the Lord Jesus deliberately did not do it the way that they saw because all superstition was to be discouraged it was not that the Lord Jesus had some strange power that if he followed a particular formula then uh, the miracle would follow and so he varied the way that he performed his healings sometimes he did lay a hand upon the afflicted sometimes he just spoke the word sometimes he didn't even go to them Sometimes he did other things as in this case he put his fingers in their ears and his spittle upon his tongue. So there was no set formula in order to show that our Lord Jesus is absolutely free and sovereign in his working. That he could uh, perform miracles as he pleased. That he was in no way tied to any particular procedure. We don't have to get the Lord into a routine in order for his power to be displayed on our side. He is absolutely sovereign and free in the dispensations of his blessings and his favours and his mercies. We are taught then that when we ask the Lord for something let us not tell him also how to do it. When we ask the Lord for something, let us not prescribe the way that he will do it. When we make our petitions before the Lord, we are inclined to think that we know how, if he's going to give us a positive answer, how we must do it, how He will bring about that which our soul desires. But we don't know. We ought to tell him what we need and submit to his wisdom to do it well. You see we cry to him at the Almighty and then we specify to him as if he were not all wise as well. We acknowledge his power in calling upon him but we fail to acknowledge his wisdom in leaving it to him Uh, To determine the means We attribute to God The power to answer But not the wisdom To know the best way to answer When we pray For our unconverted Relatives and friends Don't assume That we know the means That he will use In their conversion He may use Our testimony And our witness But uh, He may also use People that we don't even know, Christians that we've never heard of. What things soever pleased the Lord, that in the heavens did He, and in the earth, the seas, and all the places deep that be. Metrical Psalm 135, verse 6. But we see that the Lord sovereignly also chose to work privately. Verse 33. And He took him aside from the multitude and put His fingers into His ears and he spit and touched his tongue. He took him aside from the multitude. This was also according uh, to his wisdom and good pleasure. He didn't always do this. Sometimes he performed miracles in the glare of the crowd and publicity, but this time he did it privately. Perhaps he did it for the sake of the man himself, to avoid the crowd looking upon him. But we're rather inclined uh, that the reason was the usual one to avoid a tumult before his hour was come the Lord Jesus at various points avoided a tumult and too much commotion because there was an appointed hour when the commotion would come and when his arrest would take place and when he would be tried and crucified and slain and therefore he avoided premature crisis Now when we were looking at the raising of Jairus' daughter in chapter 5 and verse 43 we read And he charged them straightly that no man should know it And we realised at that time that uh, the charge to be silent was not a permanent one It couldn't be Jairus' daughter had been dead and everybody knew that. Now she was alive. Sooner or later everyone would know that she was alive. So the prohibition of speaking of it was meant to be a temporary thing until such time as the Lord Jesus had gone elsewhere to avoid uh, chaos and tumult. So it was with this man. In time everyone would know that this man who was dumb and had an impediment in his speech was now able to hear and to speak plainly. But the Saviour enjoined silence meantime to avoid uproar in verse 37 so that his death would come about at the appointed time when his hour was come. Now there is no continuing obligation to try and follow this silence. We are to speak freely of the Lord Jesus as we have opportunity and within our respective callings but what we do here, learn here is that the Lord knows best how His name is to be spread abroad He knows best they thought they knew better but He knows best and that means that when we say yes we want the gospel spread in this district and throughout the country and throughout the world we are to do it biblically. The Lord knows how evangelism should be done. We are to acknowledge his wisdom that his appointed methods of evangelism are best. Sometimes we may think we lose an opportunity by not resorting to our inventions. Could we really lose nothing? We lose nothing by being biblical. Absolutely nothing. He appoints the message. And he appoints the way that message is to be made known. And he alone can bless and give the increase through that message. So the Lord Jesus reserved the right to perform this miracle privately to tell men not to make it known for a time. And the application of the principle is that we submit to the Lord and to the scriptures in terms of how we make known the Lord and his truth and his glorious gospel. We submit to his wisdom and depend upon his power. Secondly, the Lord Jesus is a sympathetic great high priest. The Lord Jesus is a sympathetic great high priest. Verse 34 And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, A father.
1: He looked
0: up to heaven. The Lord Jesus healed in his own name. But his works were the works that were given him to do by his Father. And so he acknowledges the Father. The Father works and he works. John chapter 5 and verse 19. John five nineteen. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that he may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. The Father works and he works, and so the Lord Jesus acknowledges the Father. And also as the perfect God-man He works in communion with His Father. So in John chapter 11 and verse 41 John 11:41, At the grave of Lazarus Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid And Jesus lifted up His eyes and said Father, I thank Thee that Thou hast heard me So he acted as a divine person but in his perfect humanity he worked in communion with his father and so he lifts up his eyes to heaven and says he father. But also we read that he sighed, he sighed. Why did he sigh? Some take this as an expression of his prayer to the father but perhaps rather we should take it as an expression of his sympathy towards this man so when the Lord Jesus came to the grave of Lazarus John eleven thirty three, we read uh, that he groaned in, the spirit, in his spirit and was troubled you see he was a perfect man and so whether he was indignantly opposing sin or kindly blessing poor men and women we are not to suppose that it was ever without feeling because in his human nature he experienced sinless emotion sinless emotion and therefore he never acted merely mechanically in his human nature nor even half-heartedly when he saw the miseries of men and women on account of the fall he was moved and his doing good cost him feeling and so it should some are more given to feeling than others but as we seek the welfare of men it ought to cost us feeling as we bear testimony to the truth it ought not to be mechanical it ought to cost us feeling preaching ought to cost feeling and his touching the man's ears and his tongue as well as connecting visibly the miracle with his own person also assured the man of his understanding and of his sympathy so this tells us that we have a merciful and sympathetic great high priest in the Lord Jesus one tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin able to succour them that are tempted let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need our Redeemer is a sympathetic high priest as God he knows all and as man he has been tempted in all points without sin he is a fully qualified high priest thirdly the Lord first unstops the ears the Lord first unstops the ears verse 33 and he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears and he spit and touched his tongue Verse 35 And straightway his ears were opened and the string of his tongue was loosed and he spake plain Verse 37 He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak In each case the ears are first and the tongue comes second Now no doubt the two afflictions were connected physically but the ears are mentioned first, the ears are on stock. Surely we are meant to learn a spiritual lesson from this physical miracle. Just as the raising of Lazarus from the dead showed that Christ is the resurrection and the life, just as the giving of sight to the man born blind shows that he's the light of the world, so the manner in which the Lord Jesus performs these physical miracles these temporary reversals of some of the physical effects of sin, showing that He's the Savior of sinners, the manner in which He does it is meant to instruct us concerning some aspect of the way that He saves sinners. And Christ unstopped His ears, then enabled Him to speak plain. Surely that is telling us that before we can speak right, Our ears must be unstopped, spiritually, before we can talk of the Lord, before we can praise the Lord, before we can magnify the Lord, we must have ears to hear. A saving change begins with being given ears to hear the truth of God. And this brings us face to face with the fundamental problem of spiritual deafness. Spiritual deafness. Psalm 58 and verse 4. Psalm 58 verse 4. Their poison, talking of the wicked. Verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb, they go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely. Here are the wicked, and it doesn't matter how they're spoken to, they remain wicked. They cannot be charmed. The Pharisees, the Lord Jesus said to them, when John the Baptist came, and neither eating nor drinking, they said, He hath the devil. And when the Son of Man is come, uh, and uh, eats and drinks with publicans and sinners uh, they say behold a winebibber and a gluttonous man Matthew eleven eighteen to 19 and the Lord Jesus is saying there uh, that the problem with these Pharisees was not the mode of preaching it didn't matter whether it was the austere John the Baptist or the Lord Jesus himself the son of man who mixed among Uh, sinners and outcasts they were opposed to the truth the problem was not the kind of preaching it wasn't the style of the preacher it wasn't anything it was their own spiritual deafness and you see we live in an anti-preaching generation on top of all this and that explains why many can sit happily through neighbors and through brookside and other such drivel and yet they cannot endure to sit through preaching. A sermon is regarded at best as a bore, at worst as something obnoxious because the spiritual ears are blocked And so the physical ear is prepared to listen to nonsense and worse, but not the truth of God. You see, it isn't a matter of brains. As we read in Isaiah 35, uh, the wayfaring man, though fools shall not err therein. It's not a question of the more intellectual can listen to sermons, but the less so can't. It's not. The root of the problem is that of 1 Corinthians 2.40 For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them for they are spiritually discerned. This is the fundamental problem of sermon hearing. It's whether the Lord has given us ears to hear whether our hearts have been changed. Because the carnal man is the carnal mind is enmity against God and is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be our hearts by nature are so wicked that we do not want the law of God we don't even want the gospel the good news we're offended at it why can people not endure preaching because the ears are blocked fundamentally by their sinful nature first of all that resists the idea of being guilty and hopelessly dependent upon God for salvation. But that basic enmity is reinforced by listening to rubbish, blocking the ears even more. So natural hostility to the truth is accentuated by an accumulation of rubbish that comes from television and video addiction. But most basic of all, even if there were no television and none of the rubbish with which people's ears and minds are filled, is the natural hostility to the truth. Now then, have your ears been opened? Have you been given ears to hear so that you come to hear the reading and the preaching of the word of God with a ready mind. Oh that it were so of all of us that our hearts have been changed by the spirit and our ears unstopped. So that we want to know and to understand and to believe and to follow the truth of God. So that we long to hear the voice of our beloved in his own word even Christians can be sluggish. Hebrews 5.11, we read there uh, these words, of whom, and it's referring to Christ, of whom we have many things to say, but he cannot bear them, for you are dull of hearing, dull of hearing. We have ears for everything but the truth. We need our spiritual ears clearing out by the Lord so as to attend to the things which are spoken in his word. Fourthly, the Lord is to be served with zeal according to knowledge. The Lord is to be served with zeal according to knowledge. Verse 36, and he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it. And were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. In verse 37 we're told they were beyond measure astonished. Under the direction of the Spirit, Mark also almost coins a new Greek phrase. We could, we could put it, they were hyper super astonished. They were absolutely flabbergasted. And they said he has done all things well and they were right. Everything he did was excellent. God's works of creation were all very good. And Christ's works of recreation are all very good. They're well, they're good, they're beautiful, they're magnificent. But verse 36 He charged them that they should tell no man. But the more He charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it. He told them to tell no man and he went on telling them to tell no man and they took no notice what are we to make of that? how are we to understand that? they were astonished they admired him they admired his power and yet they didn't do what he said sometimes people's hearts are right but the things they do are not so right because they lack knowledge they lack knowledge but that wasn't the case here they knew what he was saying they didn't lack knowledge it wasn't lack of instruction they knew he kept on charging them and telling them but they just didn't do it if they admired his power Why did they not adore his wisdom and submit to his authority? If we truly admire the Lord Jesus, let us show it in an all round adoration of his attributes by submission to his providence and submission to his commands as well as admiration of his power. You see, let us not flatter ourselves that our hearts are right really if we will not submit to what we know to be the teaching of his word. If you will not submit to the word of God your heart is not right. If you didn't know, well perhaps so, but you do know. If you will not submit to what you know to be the teaching of the Word of God, your heart is not right. Or if you want to avoid knowing what the Word of God teaches because you know it will involve change in your life, your heart is not right. If you are ignoring what you know is in Scripture, or avoiding finding out what's in scripture because you don't want to change there is something wrong with your heart the bottom line is this that submission to the word of God is the evidence that we are born again of the spirit and genuinely trusting Christ as our saviour so then these people were astonished but they didn't listen to Christ. Their hearts were not right. The Lord Jesus said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Amen.